Good morning, everybody. Today we're learning Shaftim, Parak Yudches. In today's Parak, we're going to finish up the saga of Pesel Micha. In today's Parak, the people from the Shevet of Dun are going to discover what's going on with Micha and his images. They're going to take the images, going to take the lady who lived with him. They're going to bring him to this new city they conquered and set up the images there. And that's how the Parak ends. This is the saga of Pesel Micha. The Mepharsh River explained, the Radak explains that this Parak starts off with the fact that by Yom Yisrael, because this entire story could only happen in the times where there's no shape, there's no king, and that's why everybody was free to do whatever they wanted, and that's why this incident of Pesel Micha unfolds the way it does. So let's start off. Perak Yichas Pasak Al Bayam Heim Al Yisrael. In those days, there's no king in Klaisrael. Ubayam Heim Shevet Adani Mivakishlei Nachla Shevet Kilei Nafla Ariam Ahu B'Teich Shifti Yisrael B'Nachla. So the people from Shev Dan. They came to conquer some more land. They didn't have enough land for them. That's why they came to discover where they could conquer. So the people from Dan sent five people from these two places, from Tzara Mishtal, the Raglas Arts, to check out the land, and to check out where they should settle to see if they're going to be successful in battle. So they went to discover, they went to spy out the land, and they went to the house of Micha. They went to the house of Micha and they recognized the voice of that young lad, that young lady who Micha took as the kain for his base of Edezar. And they turned to him, and they said to him, So they asked this young lad, What are you doing here? Why, why are you sitting in the house of Edezar? Why are you helping out Micha with his own He says, Because what do you mean? Micha is very nice to me, and he hired me to do this, to, to be in this position. So they asked the lad, ask Eli Kim, ask Hashem. So it's a big machlekes in the Mepharsh Revere. Is this Eli Kim? Is this a lashon of Hashem? Or is it a lashon of Chayel? Is it a lashon of Eidazar? So the Pashup Shat that we're trying to bring down that the Gemara says that only one time is the lashon of Eli Kim. Is it a lashon of Hashem? And it isn't this time. So the Pasha is based in the Gemara that this is, that this is lashon of Chayel. And they were asking him to ask Eli Eidazar to ask the images that he set up. However, you take a look at the Radak over there, Radak seems to understand that this is referring to HaKadosh Baruch it's referring to Hashem. And even though they set up these pestles, they set up these images, it wasn't really Avay Dazar. They set, they set up these physical images as a way to communicate with HaKadosh Baruch Not that they believed in Avay Dazar, but they believed that they could set up different things, physical objects, so that they could talk to Hashem. So definitely, Machlaikis, whether this Elikim is Lashon Chor, Lashon Kedush, or not, or Dak speaks out what exactly are these truff and what are these images, and he suggests that based on the Mazalis, a person could set up a certain image at a certain time will have a, will have a power to be able to communicate. Definitely an interesting discussion exactly what the Trafim are and did they have these do they have any Kaychas or not? Either way, so they, they ask they ask this lad, can you please ask either if I desire or ask Hashem whether they're going to be successful in battle. They ask him, please ask, are we going to be successful in our journey? So the lad responds, yes, you'll be successful. Hashem will be on your side. You can go and you will conquer. So the five men, these spies, go to the city of Laisha. So the spies went, they discovered that the city. There is a secure city. However, the city is not fortified very well, and they have no allies who are right next to them, and therefore they recognize they'll be successful. The city is alone, and that's why they'll be successful to conquer. So they come back to their cities, and the people, this, and the people ask them, how, how was how was the journey? They responded, come with us. Let's go up. The land is very good. 
They said, "Don't be lazy. Come, let's conquer the land." And they tell the spies, "Repeat over that." Let's give the land over in our hands. And everything is in that land that we're going to conquer. They take along six hundred men, six hundred armed men from Dan are going to conquer the land. And they go. And they rest in the city in Yehuda. It's called this place after the Dan. The people in Dan who settled there for a few days. We have our friend. Then they traveled our friend. They came to so now the five spies turned to the other 595 soldiers, the 600 soldiers that were with them, and they say, do you know that in this person's house they're about to go to, in this house of Micha, they have these Tzolim, they have these Avedizara, these Trophim, they have all these different types of things, what should we do with them? They threw Shama, so they turned to the house of Avedizara, and they come to this child, they come to this Nara Levi, the person who's in charge, and they give him Shalom, and the 600 men are waiting outside. The armed men are waiting outside of the house. So now the five spies come into the house and they remove all of the Avedizar, all the psalm, all the images, all the trophim, all these different things they remove from the house. And the, the, the young lad is standing outside and the 600 armed men are right there so he couldn't stop them. He couldn't do anything about it. So this young lad, the person who's in charge, turns to him and he says, What are you doing? So they turn to the lad and they say, Put your hand put your hand over your mouth, don't say anything. And they say, Come with us. And we'll put you in charge with us. They told him, Would you rather be a Kayin for just one person? Would you rather be a Kayin for us? The entire shave is done. So this Kayin, this young lad, agrees. He says, Yeah, I'd rather be the leader of the entire done. I'd rather be the Kayin for the shave of done versus just being the Kayin for the Hassan. And now Shave done continues on their journey and they place the children and livestock at the head of the pad, the head of the group, because they were afraid that the people from the Beis Micha would come to take revenge for the theft that they just did. So finally, people from the house of Micha come, they call out, they cry out, and they come chase the So now they come to the Bnei Don. Micha comes and he says, What are you doing? He starts screaming at them. So the Bnei Don responds, They say, What's your problem? Why are you calling out? Why are you screaming? So took all the gods as a So Micha responds, What exactly are you asking me? Why am I screaming? I'm screaming because you stole all the things. You stole my truff and you stole. Holy Psalm, you also stole the Kayin who's in charge. So Benedan responds, We're not going to listen to you. They say, If you continue talking, be careful because somebody might kill you. Somebody over here from Benedan are going to get upset at you. They're going to get mad. We're very strong. We're going to kill you. And the Benedan continue on their journey. So Micha turns back, dejected. He recognizes the Benedan are much stronger than him. And there's nothing to do. We can't retrieve all the things that they stole. They finally come to the city of Laish, but they wanted to conquer. They're successful. They kill the people in the city and they burn the city as well. The Radakabir is bothered. Why did they burn the city and other places in the, con- in the conquest of Arctic Soul? We don't find that they burned the city down. So the Radak suggests that because they were surprising them, it was a surprise attack, and they set fire to the city to surprise them. That's why they all got scared and they ran away. That's why they set fire. Over here in the city of Laish.
And nobody was able to come to the assistance of the people in Laish because they were far away. They were, they were alone. They were far away from other cities. They rebuilt the city. So now they call the city done, even though its original name was Laish. Now they call it done after their father. And now, unfortunately, B'nai Don, who took the Psalm, who took the images from Micha, they set up the Psalm in the city. And appointed this Nar, this lad who was the Kayan, the House of Micha, they appointed him as their leader, as their Kayan in the, in the city, and they also appointed his children in the future also as the Kayan. And they set up this Pasal in the city, as long as the Mishkan was in Shiloh, they had this Pasal over there. Their Dakar explains that again. Even though this was a very improper thing to do, they are machav and lilu shem shemayim pasuk of zayin. Rather, Radak explains after bishem akim a pasul am hoitzak kavanos lilu shemayim. Even though they set up this pasul, that kavanos was lilu shemayim. After pikin hoyu chaitim hashem, and even so, this was a very bad aver. This is a big aver tashem. He can't ksev like sas and iti like kekas. If the pasuk says beferish, you're not allowed to make any images of God, and that's what this pasul was. Kolemar iti apishati kavanos lilu avidasi. And he says even though they are trying to make lilu shem shemayim because they wanted to have an image of a kadosh baruch hu, the pasuk is beferish. You're not allowed to do that. And that's why it explains the Radak, it was considered a big Avera, that they set up this Pasal, they set up this image of HaKadosh Baruch Moving back to the beginning of the parak, so the parak describes how the Bnei Dan come to this, this son of Levi, this Bnei Levi, this lad, and they say, what are you doing there? So there's a very interesting Gemara in Baba Basra, where the Gemara in Baba Basra describes that there's a very interesting conversation between the people from Dan and this Nar. And the way the conversation goes like this, the Gemara is in Baba Basra, the Gemara says like this, Amrulay Lavi Meshachasis, so the Bnei Dan ask this young lad, they say, are you not from the, the children of Moshe? And the Pasuk says that, yeah, how, uh, how could somebody from Bnei Moshe be serving Moshe Zara? So he responds, Amr Lani says back to him, He responds, that I have a Kabbalah from my father, that the Allah is, that a person should hire himself out to Avi Dezara and, and not have to collect money from other people. So and it says the Gemara who served Avi Dezara Mama she thought that the Kabbalah was that a person should actually serve Avi to hire himself Avi Dezara Veloi El Avi Dezara Avi Dezara Loi it's not referring to actual Avi Dezara it's referring to Avi Dezara Loi which the Gemara explains it in the Amar Le Rav the Rav Kahana and Toish Nevelas the Shukav Shak Leger Veloi Tamer Gav Rabana Vezil Avi Melsa so basically the conversation went like this that the Bnei Don asked the lad what are you doing how could you do such a big Avera serve as a kain for the house of Avi Dezara so the lad responds I have a Kabbalah from my father. That the person should rather do this type of work, rather hire himself to avoid desire, and not have to go collecting. That it's more respectful for a person to make his living this way than to go out collecting money for other people. And the Gemara explains that he made a mistake. The Kabbalah wasn't that he should serve Avodah Zarah. The Kabbalah was that he should do an Avodah Shezara light, which is strange for him, which the Gemara then explains that a person should do menial work, that even though the person is really right to do, he's an intelligent person, and he should be doing much more complicated work, much more complex type of Avodah. However, in a situation where he can't find other work, he should hire himself and do Avodah Shezara light, which is really not befitting for him, but it's worth it so that he doesn't have to collect from other people. The Bali Muster bring out a very important Akuda from this. The Bali Muster explain that Avodah Shazar Eloi means that every person in this world has a specific Avodah, a specific task. Or something like a is marked about this, that each person in this world has a specific tafkid, has a specific mission. And when we don't fulfill that mission, when we don't do what we're specifically supposed to do and we follow other people's mahalach, we follow other people's paths, that's considered Avodah Zara. Why? Because that's an Avodah Shazar Eloi. It's an Avodah which is strange to the person. So we have to be very careful to recognize that each person has their specific Avaidah and not to chas v'shalom, serve Avaidah Zara, which means to serve Avaidah Shazara Light, to do an Avaidah, which is inappropriate for that person.
The Radvazer wears a very interesting shuba. The Medrash brings down that not just did this lad say he has this kabbal from his father, rather the Medrash says that Moshe Rabbeinu actually promised Yisrael. There's a very, very interesting back and forth where the Medrash describes that Yisrael tells Moshe Rabbeinu, I'll give you my daughter on one condition. And the condition is that the first child that, we, that you have from her, you're going to give her to Zara. And the Kanva'ech Hashem Shemai. And after that, you could have your children. And Moshe responds, and Moshe says, I agree. And then Yisrael says, make a shvua. And Moshe makes a shvua. So asks the Radvaz, how can Moshe do such a thing? How can Moshe swear that he's going to give his child over to Avayi Tshuva, says Radvaz. It's in Chelek Vav, Simon Beis, 2000, Kuf Samachas. Tshuva. Da. Kiyen Hegdish, Lavayi Dezar. Helkot Hegdish Lechachal. Says Radvaz, but there's no Hegdish Lavayi Dezar. You can never be mocked yourself to Avayi Dezar. So of course, the Hegdish itself wasn't Chal. But still asks the Radvaz, the Nishbalov asks the Advaz, even if you want to tell me that's not how still, how could Meshur make such a shvua? How can he make a shvua who's going to give over his child to Vay Dazar and make this tonight? Therefore says Radvaz, Lafikahani Shalom He says, Khas Vashal, Meshur did not make this tonight. And he goes on to explain that Yisrael was the one who asked Meshur to make this tonight. And Yisrael tricked himself because Meshur responded, I'll make a shvua. But Meshur was responding, yes, that the rest of the children from now on will be given over to Shem Shemayim. Mikan ve'elech, Meshur meant that Mikan ve'elech from now on, because Meshur didn't have any children. So Mikan ve'elech meant from the time that he has any children, he's going to be Lashem Shemayim. Yisrael thought that he meant that he will give it over to Avodah That's called Mata Akam says Radvaz, and that is Mutter. But says Radvaz, Afa Pikain, even though Meshur didn't mean that Chas Hashem is going to give over his child to Avodah Niskayim is our Afal Pikain. It was Niskayim in his child. Like he brings down the Pasuk over here and shaved him. That eventually the descendants of Aisha ended up serving as a kind of a So the Bali Musar point out, based on this Radvaz, based on the Pasuk over here, they have to be extremely careful that even though when we say something we mean one thing, still if it's understood as something else, we have to be very careful that those words, Chas Vashom, we have to be very, very careful to be Nizar, not to Chas Vashom, say anything which could be taken as something negative, as doing an Avera, because unfortunately it may possibly in the future be Mekoyim. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.